Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all damn thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. 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 Hello people, welcome to another episode of the Dish Novice Podcast. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode. Super duper important. I know that I say that often, but this one's really important. It was with the great Debutton from Stock Pickers Academy. Really stressed home the importance of um, being financially savvy for money, especially with the with regards to investing. So if you're looking to get into investing, that is the pod for you. Make sure you get involved in that. And a lot of people have really started to see good returns using Stock Pickers Academy. Um, and yes, if you want to join one of these trading courses, I believe I've got discount, discount codes, which is Dysonomics. So make sure you listen to last week's, last week's episode, see if you like it. And if you're more interested, click the links in the bio and then boom, you got a young discount code for you. Don't say I don't feed you. Anyway, this week's podcast, we are talking geopolitical warfare, uh, which effectively is Russia and Ukraine. A madman, mad, mad situation is going on. Tensions are boiling. And I'm sure you people want to know, are we heading into World War Three? So that is the conversation I'm going to post to you lot today and answer that question. So yeah, hope you guys enjoy. Hi, it's MXM and listen to the Dysonomics podcast because it's late. Yo, people. So you've probably seen a lot of stuff happen this week. A young um, Storm Eunice or whatever blowing up the O2 blowing people off their feet, which I find funny, blowing trucks onto the road, which has been very dangerous. And unfortunately, I think four people have died, so rest in peace to them and my commiserations to their friends and family. But it's also been a very mad week in terms of geopolitical wahala. And that is what's going on. So, well, Russia, Ukraine. And everybody seems to be worried that Russia is going to invade Ukraine. And Russia keeps saying, no, I'm not going to invade Ukraine, but you managed to lie. So let's go on. Let's start with what's happening right now. Well, we are seeing drills by Russia and Belarus. So um, the Russian army and the Belarusian army. And Belarus has also got a border of Ukraine. So not too far from the border, 100 miles from the Ukrainian-Belarusian border. Russia and Belarus are doing military exercises. And there's thousands of troops there. They're literally firing all types of weapons, they're showing off their nuclear technology, missiles, tanks, rocket launchers. It's insane. And you see Putin watching it and they're broadcasting this, which is, in my opinion, a sign of definite aggression and intimidation. Now, Russia have been saying for time, oh, we're just moving all these troops to Belarus for military exercise. They've been saying that for weeks. And they're saying, oh, and then earlier this week, they said by Sunday, the man will be gone. Well, today we found out that after the drills have been finished, um, the Belarusian Defense Ministry has announced that they will continue. And it has also been announced today that 30,000 Russian troops are still going to be local. What's also happening? Well, Vladimir Putin, which is the president of Russia, um, spokesperson Dmitry Peskov, has said today that there was no point for Russia attacking anybody. 
And he's, he's urging Western partners to come to reason. He, he says, and I quote, we urge you to ask yourself the question, what is the point of Russia attacking anyone? This is what Peskov said in a television interview aired on state-run Russian Russia One broadcaster. He's a long-time spokesperson of Putin, and he's also slammed the West for not being very good in history, claiming that Russia has never invaded another country. He also says, we remind you that Russia has never attacked anyone throughout in history, throughout its history, sorry. And Russia, which has survived so many wars, is the last country in Europe that wants to, sp to speak at all, even pronounce the word war. And when asked about the situation in Donbass, Peskov warned that any spark, any unplanned incident or any minor planned provocation can lead to irreparable consequences. So he's basically saying, listen, we don't want war, but you might not do nothing silly, otherwise we have to rise on you. And I saw this earlier today before I started recordings that um, Vice President Kamala Harris says that we believe that Putin has made his decision, period. And she tells a press conference in Germany that that they're referring to Ukrainian invasion, that she says Europe is on the brink of a possible war. Um, President Biden of the United States has also been saying this week that he's had intelligence that Russia are planning to invade in the next few days. And Boris Johnson has spoke of that, yo, this could be a mad, mad situation. But I don't really care what Boris has to say, because he's just a clown. So it's been a bit of a tumultuous weeks. And there's a lot of propaganda going on. And me personally, I find it hard to believe anybody i'm like do i believe russia or do i believe the west but everybody's but you gotta remember people are saying stuff they're putting out their propaganda so biden and kamala harris and boris johnson and the west they may be saying these things without accurate intelligence that russia are planning to invade but they may be saying that just in case that russia does invade that yo russia can't use this excuse that oh we invade because of this because you lot been trying to do that and maybe Russia is saying that they don't want to invade because when they do invade, they don't want to seem like they've always, this has always been their agenda. They want to show that they had no choice. So it's a very, very interesting geopolitical propaganda game going on right now. So is it war? So what's the issue? Well, Russia have been denying that they are threatening or planning any invasion. However, they have previously seized Ukrainian territory before. And has been estimated there's about 100,000 troops deployed near its borders. So why have you got 100,000 troops around the borders if you're not really on starting? Do you know what I mean? You ain't really trying to tussle. What's Russia's main issues? Russia has not been pleased if Ukraine moved towards European traditions and NATO. So here's two things. Putin, and Putin writes a lot, he's always viewed Ukraine as basically Russia. He believes that the people are are like one. They're not just alike. They're not just similar, but they're also alike. Many people in Ukraine speak Russian. Ukraine, of course, is right next to Russia, and of course, Ukraine was part of Russia during the Soviet Union. So that's one thing. So that he just think like, bro, this is these are people, and um, there's been in the last eight years or so, Russia have tried to in eight to fifteen years, Russia has helped <laughs> rig an election to impose a pro-Russian, basically, puppet puppet person to be in charge of Ukraine. That got found out. They had to have another election. He lost. But then again, the guy came back and won after so much money being pumped in. And obviously, Ukrainian people just kept to get tired of these puppet pro-Russian governments. So now they've got a government that's really not really trying to, do you know what I mean, be Russia's understudy. They're trying to do their own thing. And they've been growing closer to the West, growing closer with NATO. And obviously, Putin is like that. Obviously, the West are the ups. 
And secondly, if you think about it, when you're part of NATO, you are also part of like you're big you're part of a big gang like you can't let man can't just come and bully you or do anything because you have access to nato's defense and that's got the countries like germany france uk us da, da, da. so obviously and remember ukraine is right next to russia it is a massive border right the ukraine and russia border is massive and if and russia and take it from russia's perspective wait the ops are gonna have access to ukraine they could deploy their type of troops, their agenda, right on our doorstep. Uh-uh-uh. Russia's not happy with that. And Russia, I've been com- comparing that the West is keeps inching eastward and eastward because a couple of other countries um, in the Eastern Bloc have joined NATO. And Russia's like, we're not coming West. We're not coming trying to pinch the Isle of Man or Wales or, do you know what I mean, or Portugal. Do you know, do you know where is that? Or Mexico or Canada. Like, we're not doing that. So, if, so from that perspective, I see what... The Russian, the Russian angle, but at the same time, Ukraine is a sovereign state. Like you can't bully a sovereign state into doing something they don't want to do, and that's why NATO's refusing to back down. So Russia's demands is like, listen, if you look, if as long as Ukraine doesn't join NATO, there's no problem. I don't want them being part of this NATO defense rubbish. And obviously, NATO are not going to have that because you, it's a first of all sign of weakness. You can't just allow other superpowers to dictate who joins who, and you're effectively just small boy in the country. So that's the issue. And the issue is is rough. Last time, one of the times when Ukraine disposed their pro-Russian president in the early t- t- 2014, Russia effectively annexed Ukraine's southern Crimea Peninsula, and they backed separatists, people who are like, do you know what I mean, who want to join, join, move away from Ukraine and be with Russia, and captured last waves of the eastern Ukraine. The rebels have fought Ukrainian military ever since and the conflict has claimed more than 14,000 lives and is currently at a standstill now. And obviously, currently in this region, there's been things popping off between separatists and Ukrainian military and pe- some people believe that Russia are egging this on on a low and they're using this as a cause to step in. Tensions are very, very, very high. And President Vladimir Putin has threatened appropriate retaliatory military technical measures if... In his eyes, Western technical aggression agrees, uh, uh, continues. So there's obviously there's been no negotiations. Like Macron has once spoke to Putin like a week or two ago saying, yeah, he said he ain't going to continue to aggravate. But some people believe he's going to continue to aggravate. And in a funny, well, I, sh- this, I shouldn't say funny, but in one of his talks um, recently, he basically said, listen, we don't want wars. It doesn't make sense. But listen, yeah, I know you lot got bare in that, but listen, We've got nukes, we got nukes, my dog, and I know we got a lot more popping nukes than you, man. So, and this ain't good for anybody, but basically, stay calm. That's what he's trying to say. So, it's a very, very, very interesting perspective. Russia wants one thing. They want Ukraine and Russia to be one nation, and, and it cannot happen with Ukraine joining NATO and obviously they've also labelled Ukraine's current leaders as running an anti-Russian project and they've been frustrated ever since the 2015 Minsk peace deal for Eastern Ukraine has um, been fulfilled so if you look at the military strength to tell the tape um, Russia has almost three times the amount of troops Ukraine has 1.1 million Russia has 2.9 in terms of active troops um, Ukraine has 200,000 compared to Russia's 900,000 in terms of reserves, Russia, um, Ukraine has 900,000, Russia has 2 million. 
in terms of attacking aircraft, this is where the disparity starts to mount up. Ukraine have 98 attacking aircrafts. Russia have 1,511. Ukraine has 34 helicopters. Russia has 544. Ukraine has 2,596 tanks. Russia have over 12,000 tanks. Russia, Ukraine have 12.3,000 armored vehicles. Russia has over 30,000. Ukraine have about 2,040 towers um, artillery. Russia has trebled that, 2,571. So... It's not, and people believe that Russia come on a blitz team. They're just going to take over Ukraine with ease. So that's where the issue is right now. So yeah, what will the West do? What will happen if it gets that far? Now, the West have some options. The West has some options. US have made it very clear they have no plans to send combat troops into Ukraine itself while being committed to help the country defend itself from sovereign territory. I think they've sent like 3,000 troops into Eastern Europe. Um, the Pentagon have put, already put 8.5k combatant troops ready. And the West have said they're committed to, to giving serious, serious sanctions um, in, in its armory in terms of responding to this, as well as military aid in the form of advisors and weapons. President Biden has been threatening Russia with measures like none has ever seen if Ukraine's attacked. The ultimate economic hit that they can impose in terms of financial sanctions is disconnecting Russia's banking system from international SWIFT payment system. This has always been seen very much as a last resort and there's concerns it could badly impact the US and European economies, but it also severely damaged the Russian um, economy. And even today, as I'm recording, UK Prime Minister Johnson says, if Russia evades his neighbour, we will open up the Matroshka dolls of Russian-owned companies and Russian-owned entities to define the ultimate beneficiaries within and sanction them. Now, that is a serious, 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 serious tool because it's like, yeah, basically all you movers and shakers in Russia, and the way Russia works is that Putin is extremely powerful. He just runs the show, but he is also propped up by all the rich and powerful businessmen, the billionaires that basically run all Russia's organized, um, all Russia's industries. If you start slapping these people, they're going to put pressure on Putin and it's going to look pretty rough. But Putin has been saying, listen, we don't give a heck about whatever sanctions, bruv. We're doing what we're doing. You get me? So it's looking very, very tense right now. And I personally... I actually think that Russia are going to invade. Like, this is just my personal opinion. And the reason why I say that is because, first of all, all the signs, the aggression, the putting troops on the border, and also the demands for Ukraine not to join NATO. And it's just ridiculous. Like, Ukraine are fully intent on doing so. You can't just bully us. And NATO are not going to be like, okay, cool, we're going to listen to Russia. It's a sign of weakness. And also, because Putin has made such a stance already, he actually can't back down because, again, it is a sign of weakness. And I just can't imagine Putin backing down without getting what he wants. So, yeah, it's it's kind of crazy right now. So, boy, I think a Russian, a Russian, some form of Russian invasion is almost inevitable. What is next is, will the UK and so-and-so actually send, get involved in terms of you know, serious military? And that's what I'm tossing and turning with. I know they'll sanction heavily, but I'm not sure if they will go into the mode of actual sending troops and starting a full-scale war. But if I was a gamble, I'll say I'm 51% sure that it will go that way. And maybe that's me just being pessimistic. I just think that both sides just don't want to be seen as um, chickens. 
and that's the scary part of geopolitics but we'll see people thank you for listening don't forget the obv ads and until next week peace and blessings bow sports social podcast network